The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Mari has grown her two fitness and nutrition brands. Co-founder of Bloom Nutrition. Forbes 30 under 30 list. A successful entrepreneur. Someone who has lost 90 pounds. Today's guest is Mari Llewellyn. Mari Llewellyn. My friend Mari. Welcome to the pursuit of wellness. On my trip, I choked on a piece of pizza. You did? Like fully at this wedding after party getting relieving. I was making him take me to the hotel room to tuck me in so he could go back and I brought a piece of pizza with me. And I started laughing and I literally inhaled a piece of pizza, started choking. He had to like Heimlich me. Stop. It was actually terrifying. He had to Heimlich you? Well, of course he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Probably not effective. No, this, is, this is Kenny. Wait, I hate to say it. tell me he how to like, handle this. He was like humping me. He was like thrusting. And I was like, we should. And, oh my God. We could do a little blooper like, moment. It was so, only I would yes. choke on a piece of pizza. So embarrassing. Well, we were wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Are. Perfect. Because we did have a lot of questions about your relationship. So mm. that's good. This episode was brought to you by Nike. Today, I'm chatting with one of my most popular guests back for the fourth time, my executive assistant, best friend, and sister, Fiona Attics. Thanks for having me. You always do that. I don't know if I'm supposed to say something. You always smile at me and then say nothing. I love you, but it's weird. I'm so happy to be here. I don't want to interrupt you. (laughs) Okay. Well, today we're talking all things health, wellness and mindfulness. We are taking turns answering your questions for us both. And we're just going to kind of let the conversation flow and see where it takes us. Our lovely, gorgeous, stunning producer, Anna, pulled a bunch of amazing questions. So we are about to be surprised by some of these. I would say we've had pretty different wellness journeys, but have also had a lot of overlap. And we've also learned a lot from each other, I would say. So I'm excited to see what's in store for this episode. We're both sipping on our Bloom Greens right now. And with that said, let's get our health on. Fee, do you want to kick us off with a question? I would love to. So we had a lot of awesome listener questions. So we're going to cover a lot today. I would love to start off with... What is one practice that has been a consistent ride or die for you in your wellness journey? A consistent ride or die. die. I mean, I've definitely evolved a lot since I first started back in 2017. Like I've changed the way I eat, the way I, I mean, at the core, I've always weightlifted. So weights haven't changed. I would also say water intake has been really important. I used to do a gallon a day. Like I would challenge Mm -hmm. myself to finish a gallon a day emphasis on sleep weights water sleep are consistent good staples water is so hard for me really yesterday i realized i did not drink any water i feel like you do forget (laughs) i do i think it's something it's a habit like you have to get used to like well you even like you have to fill your stanley multiple times a day i yesterday i got home and i was like not feeling too hot and i realized i did not have a sip I think I had an energy drink and I didn't have a sip of water. Oh my god! And I felt it. So I have need to you work on that. seen those TikToks where it's like the penguins dancing and it's like yeah. my body when I have one yeah. energy drink and yeah. no water for the whole day. That's and you. me. It's like all my like allergy medications and <laughs> all the things I all my antibiotics I'm always on. I'm gonna. What we should do is every time I drink water, I you should drink, should drink That's water. That's a good idea. Like take a cue or every time that you get up, Mm -hmm. drink water, drink water. That's why I constantly go to the bathroom, though. It is kind of inconvenient. Sometimes I'm like on it. I'm either on it or I'm not. Like I'm either drinking three of them a a day or I'm drinking none. So it evens out. Take a sip. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Honestly, a way to make your water more fun. 
Mm-hmm. Throw some greens in there. Mm-hmm. Make it delicious. Throw some electrolytes Strawberry in there. Strawberry kiwi greens. Oh, unreal. Best seller right now, actually. They're they're unreal. Mm-hmm. I love all the greens flavors, and that one is like truly it slaps unreal we outdid ourselves it is yeah too good okay let's pull a question for fee Mm -hmm. i think we should just hop into the juice okay everyone wants to know about your relationship i think Mm -hmm. because in previous episodes you guys had broken up you Mm -hmm. were back together things were unclear okay everyone wants to know are you back together? There's a, honestly so many questions. So assuming you guys are back together, correct? Yes. How serious is it? And what have you learned through the experience? I would say it's pretty serious. We do live together now. Just like a brief overview. We were together, then we weren't. Then we were together, then we weren't. And I think when we recorded our first episode, him and I had reconnected, but we were not back together yet. But I think we were talking at, at one point there was an episode that came out and him and I were together. But we in when we had filmed it, we were not together. So I was talking about it as if we were not together. But him and I were together, if that makes sense. So I think then when I posted us together, people were very confused, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm confused I'm, right know, now. I'm confused. Too. <laughs> Long story short, it was, you know, it's been a journey, but we are back together. We live together. We just got back from a wedding together in Hawaii. And not our wedding. Uh, we attended a wedding. And someone, is someone watching <laughs> him? <laughs> What's happening? You guys. Fine. Okay. Mari's Sorry, adorable Fee. puppy was just banging on the door. He wants to be on the pod. Um, Start over from where you were. Okay. You know, I've learned relationships are very tough. I've learned, you know, past... I think I carry a lot of like past relationship trauma with me still, which, you know, I've worked through in therapy and tried to at least. And I've learned you can't let that affect your future relationships. And I think the times where our relationship maybe suffers is when I'm letting my past affect me or I'm I go into an argument or something with like a preconceived notion of how it's going to go or like I think I know what he's thinking or feeling and he may not be and then vice versa you know he's been in relationships and I think he still has some stuff he's sorting out so I guess to realize that both people on both ends of a relationship have a past and just trying to work around that but also I don't know it's like I said relationships are hard and I think social media a lot and TikTok and you get online and you see all these perfect couples that like have no issues and seem I hate to bring it up but like <laughs> Joe Jonas and Sophie like love them they hold just, on are they actually divorcing yeah they're getting divorced he filed it and it's like all it's in the like it's it's official but then why was she at the concert that's what I'm saying it's like you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors I thought they were like the most amazing which you know I'm sure they had great years but like amazing couple couple goals and now they're getting divorced a week later so it's like I just think social media really messes with your head and makes you think other people are perfect so then when you guys might be going through something you're you feel alone or you feel like something's really wrong with the relationship because he's not doing x y and z that you saw someone else do on the internet but I've learned to not compare ourselves our relationship is our journey and you know, it's going to be personal to us. And as long as I'm happy and feel like I'm loved and being cared for and paid attention to and appreciated, then like I'm good. Yeah. But if I don't feel those things, then, you know, something needs to change. But as of now, we are good. We are happy. 
Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really that was happy. a long answer. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm really happy for you. I feel Thanks. like I can see that you're in a good place because you're still doing your things mm-hmm. and it's not everything isn't revolving around him. And Fee is such a caring person that I feel like sometimes you slip into this habit where you take care of someone more than yourself. And I can yeah. see that you're not doing that right now. It seems balanced to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a big thing is like, I think in the past, because I'm such a caretaker, I tend to just cater to their lifestyle, whatever they need. It sounds silly, but like in past relationships, I'd be like, what's your calendar like this week? And then like, I'll plan my calendar around yours. Mm. You know what I mean? Versus like, now I'm like, I'm going to do Pilates after work, or I'm going to go on a walk with a friend. And like, I don't really care what he's doing. <laughs> and if like time aligns that we both have, you know, time to do something together, we like we actually try to plan it more actively now too. And I think that's so important is like continuing your own lives and not as much as a couple should be companions and be there for each other, they shouldn't be like each other's halves. I don't agree with that. Love that. I yeah. love that statement. And yeah. also going back to what you said about social media, I keep thinking of the TikTok trend where it's like, don't settle. Mm-hmm. I get served all these videos. It's like, don't settle. If he's not scooping you into his arms and feeding you with by hand, his hand-cooked pasta, then it's not it. It's like, well, no, <laughs> hold on. Everyone's yeah. different, first of all. Yeah. And everyone has different needs and mm-hmm. different ways of showing love. Mm-hmm. Your partner and you may not have the exact aligned love language, mm-hmm. but over the years or time you spend together, you figure that out yeah. and you form your own love language. And yeah. what's tough about social media is you see the way everyone else does it. Mm-hmm. And I, as you said, it makes you feel bad about your own. This is such a funny example, but like I got served this guy on TikTok who like teaches men how to make like beautiful bouquets instead of just like picking up flowers from like you know the store he's like go to the store get a piece of brown parchment paper like get four different bouquets he teaches them how to like cut the stems correctly like build a beautiful which i was like stunning like that's gorgeous but then he's like this is how men should be giving women bouquet and i'm like Okay, like <laughs> picture our like, men doing that, oh, please. Can you imagine Greg just like like <laughs> angle cutting some rose stems? Like the man can <laughs> barely pick out a, a bouquet yeah. of Whole Foods. Okay, but I'm like, so then in my head, I'm like, wow, he's doing the bare minimum, <laughs> and no, he's not. He's still bringing me. Last night, I was, you know, I was back from vacation. I got a little bit of a sweet tooth going on. I was craving ice cream. Was out watching some tennis tournament with his friends, and I was like, oh, I'm craving ice cream, and I almost got up and went. But I had already slugged my face with moisturizer, so I looked crazy. Slugged? So I, yeah, I've been slugging. I'll get to that. I was laying in bed, and he came home and, like, walks around the door and had Ben and Jerry's in his hand. And I was, because I told him I wanted ice cream. And I was, like, shocked. But I was so pleasantly surprised. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you really got ice cream for me? So, like, it's, I that those are my little things. Like, it's, like, it could be the smallest thing, but just show that you're, like, listening, You know what I mean? 100%. Like even the flowers, it's like, let's say like we've had a really busy week and I've obviously come home every day like exhausted. Like make dinner, like pick up dinner, do something. Just little acts that show they're like paying attention. Another thing Fee and I always say is don't set up your relationship so they are your only bucket. Mm. I rely on other people for different things. For Mm. example, Greg isn't always the most romantic or doesn't like we were talking about the listening factor Mm -hmm. one time fee picked me up from the airport and brought flowers and i was like oh my god i feel so loved and appreciated you can have your friends do things like that for you too 
right? Mm. Like girls 100%. are so much more intuitive with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like we know when the other person needs a hug or flowers mm-hmm. or let's go out for lunch. It doesn't always need to be your partner. So mm-hmm. putting all that pressure on that partner, yeah. I think can be detrimental. Yeah. You can show like acts of love to your friends, mm-hmm. your family. Like I don't think that's just reserved for like a romantic relationship. Totally. Right now, I know there's lots of pregnancy questions. People are curious. Are you guys trying? Are you planning? All the things. Does it bother you when people, as I'm asking you, how often people ask you if you want to have children? Do you feel a pressure to have children right now? I know we just had a fertility doctor on. And I mean, I walked out of that conversation, like listening to it in the podcast and I was like, I am behind. What do you mean like 26 is like the ideal time? I was like, I'm way behind. So curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, great question. I think it's something we all need to be sensitive about because Mm -hmm. after hearing about so many people's fertility journeys and struggles, you just never know what someone's going through. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm going through that, but I just, before I hop into the discussion, I want to say so many people are struggling with this right now and it's such a deep personal issue Mm -hmm. that I could see why hundreds, thousands of people asking could be a problem for a lot of people and Mm -hmm. you never know what someone's going through. Me personally, not currently offended by it. I get it. Like Mm -hmm. I personally love watching pregnancy journeys online. I love family content. I'm a very like, I think maybe because I didn't grow up with like a, a whole perfect family i like Mm. really love watching that kind of thing online i want to share this part of my life and be vulnerable about it because Mm. i've kind of realized my purpose in life is to share and Mm -hmm. talk about my struggles and what i'm going through and connect with other women because it it brings me joy and i think it it adds value Mm -hmm. so i'm not offended by it i get excited talking about it to answer the other questions we are extremely deep into our business right now we're working on something that's pretty major that i can't talk about at the moment but once that that chapter closes our next goal is to have kids and we can't wait i can't wait i know i'm so excited you guys auntie fee i'm so excited (laughs) fee is pumped and i think what's really cool about having fee alongside me is that she went through my wedding with me you've been through so much with me Mm -hmm. so much so many ups and downs and it's been a really cool journey and so nice to have like a woman by my side because as we just said men can't fill every bucket so to have someone like you with me has been so special and who knows maybe we will run into issues while we're trying to have a baby and i don't expect the journey to be all rainbows and sunshine. I know it's mm-hmm. one of the hardest things I'll ever go through, but I'm really ready for the challenge and I'm so excited about that era for me. So TBD. Can't wait. Just off that, one more question. Yeah. Are there any like certain things nutrition wise you're doing to kind of prepare for that time? For yeah. pregnancy or getting pregnant or all that stuff? I think that healing hormones mm-hmm. and cortisol and all the things that come in with healing naturally, mm-hmm also benefit fertility. They're hand in hand. So while I've been on this skin journey and doing all the things I'm doing with my naturopath, Mm -hmm. getting a lot of lab tests done, eating really whole nutrient dense foods, Mm -hmm. super high fat for women, fats Mm -hmm. are so important, keeping my body healthy, exercising, getting outside. I think these are all things that are gonna help fertility down the road. Mm -hmm. So I guess, yeah, everything I do now is helping. Amazing. I can't wait. I hope I will be 
one of those women, hopefully, that are able to work out through their pregnancy. Oh, yeah. At least even, like, lightly. Like, I want to keep doing walks and... Totally. You know, I think that really helps not only you, but the baby as well. I see super pregnant ladies at F45 just slaying. I get TikToks of, like, these CrossFit moms that have, like, a barbell over their head. Oh, And, like, eight months pregnant. But also, (laughs) have you seen... People are bringing their babies to their workout classes. Like, they're just parking them at their station and the baby just sleeps while they work out. Wow. Women are so cool. Can you imagine a baby at Gold's just, like, chilling in a little... That's going to be you and Craig. Our little Hulk baby's going to be in When you're on the weekends, like, riding your horse, Craig's going to be at Gold's with the baby. (laughs) Like, the little baby carrier on the front. Greg's going to be doing, like, bicep curls. Oh, my gosh, I love that. Greg's dream (laughs) is to teach our child how to weightlift. Well, Greg came out of the womb weightlifting, he said. Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) I can't imagine Greg, like, not weightlifting. You're a Hulk baby. That's what everyone calls it. I can't wait till it comes out and it's, like, a little round... He's going to be large. He yeah. or she is going to be <laughs> yeah. large. Yeah. I know it's a girl. Really? I know I'm not pregnant right now, but I know in my soul okay. it's going to be a girl. We'll I play can, this I can back. I see that. We'll I play know. this back. I want both, but I've I've recently discovered I would love a girl first. They say boys are easier, but I don't know. I think girls would be easier. I just feel like there'd be a bond that yeah. you can't describe. But people say yeah. that about having boys too. They say it becomes your the, little your husband. M- like, yeah. Which is kind of so weird. That's my problem, though. I'm gonna have a little boy that like is like literally mine, and I'm no one else. Be one of those crazy him. moms that his w- girlfriend one day is gonna be like, "Your mom is in love with you." <laughs> I hate to you break know, it to you. Couples. Yeah. Okay. Next question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with your breast augmentation, and what did you get specifically? All right. Okay. So this is so funny. I actually have a friend who just went through the same thing. And she was asking me all these questions about my process. And I like, <laughs> I didn't even have distinct answers to be quite honest. I need to go back. I actually reached out to my surgeon to ask them what I got and I have not heard back. So <laughs> who knows? But um, I know I did like silicone. I don't know like what profile, there's like high profile, whatever. I truly went into it. I loved my surgeon's work. I trusted him. I showed him photos that I liked and I went from there. There was no like, I want this many CC because I had no idea. Like you can go into the um, like pre-evaluation and they'll give you like implants that you can like put in your shirt in a bra and you can kind of see what it would look like. But it's never going to be quite the same. I think he ended up actually going larger than what I ever thought would. But now on my frame, they look very normal because I'm a very tall yeah. I have broad shoulders. I'm a little more curvy. So like they I think they complement my body very well. I look at old photos of myself and I'm like, it's so weird. I like can't even remember what I looked like without them, if that makes sense. I can't pick them. They yeah. look so natural. Thank you. Well, I love them. And, you know, they obviously shift over time. And I know everyone's always like, well, you're going to have kids. I'll, I'll get them redone. That's like my mindset. I When I went to my doctor, I said to him, I'm like, I'm like, I think I was 25. I was like, is this silly? Granted, I'm sure they want me to get the surgery, but I'm like, I'm 25. He's like, I'm like, I want to have kids. He said, are you going to have kids in the next year or two? I said, no. Like I was single at this time. I was like probably in five years. He was like, so like, would you rather be, feel more comfortable and more confident for the next five years of your life or like wait until all after that? And I was like, I'll take the first one. So I went ahead with it and it truly gave me a comp. It sounds silly, but like, Not that like having boobs gave me confidence, but I think it 
like balanced out my body and made me flip my mindset of I have to be small. I mm. always thought I had to be small. And I saw all these like models in LA who were thin and like maybe didn't have a big chest, but they were so thin. So it looked good. And to me, I was like, I'm a little curvier, but like don't really have it going on up there. So <laughs> I don't know. They balanced me out. I feel like they fit me very well. I've yet to have any bad experience with them. I know we were talking about like saunaing. I guess like saunas are not, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't okay. really sauna though. People were asking if you're nervous about the health implications or increased reporting around breast implant illness. I will say before we move on, the sauna apparently, so I considered getting my boobs done for a little mm. bit. V knows that I actually had a, an appointment I was looking into it. I decided against it mm -hmm. for a few different reasons. But one of the things I was told or I've been told recently is that you can't use the sauna frequently mm -hmm. with breast implants, which to me makes sense because they're not tested under that level of heat. And if you're going in there three to four times a week, mm -hmm. apparently they're like melting inside people's bodies. Yeah. I don't know. I, I understand that. Like, they're plastic or silicone, so it's like at a high heat they would. But I don't know. I mean, the things I had seen, I know at least they're very, like, durable. Mm -hmm. Like, you can, like, run over them with a truck and they won't pop. It's but you're one also of those not things. in the sauna that often. Yeah, so. I'm not. And it's, I don't know. Again, it's one of those things, like, I'm not crazy about the idea of something foreign being in my body. But I have yet to have any kind of reaction to them that I've been able to notice. I know some people have terrible reactions to them. I think that's just everyone's body's different. But yeah, I haven't experienced anything. So if you're thinking about it, DM me. I'll give you all the deets. Also, I've actually helped a lot of girls. A lot of your followers have reached out to me. I believe after that. the first time we talked about it and I've given them all the deets. So, wow. Good yeah. for you. I mean, it's nice to hear someone actually speak about it because I think mm -hmm. so many people are so secretive about the work they've had done, which is so annoying. Yeah. But also in terms of me getting them, guys, I decided not to because I want to have kids pretty soon. I'm also like a very, very active person. I horseback ride. I work out. I don't think it's for me right now. It's something I would consider maybe after I have kids later in life. But yeah, let's move on from boobs. Well, I have a, another cosmetic question that some people were asking. So they, you've, you've been open about getting Botox and little filler here and there. Are you concerned the same ways about like putting these kind of toxins in your body? You got a lot of questions about that you don't eat seed oils and you're very clean, but you get Botox. I get what they're saying. They're like, if you're really trying, kind of like me with breasts, but mm. yeah. Like uh, yeah, you always ask me the controversial questions. You're so funny. I want to get the answers. Yeah, no, I think it's a good question and honestly makes me think. The way I like to approach my life is I do the best I can. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all anyone can do. Mm -hmm. The whole point of this podcast and learning more is to hear the information, be aware of it, and then pick and choose what I want to apply to my life. Mm -hmm. For example, Paul Saladino told me straight up that there are heavy metals in Hue chocolate. Have I continued eating Hue chocolate? Yes, Absolutely. I have. Every single <laughs> night I eat an entire bar of Hue chocolate and I don't care because I don't want to give that up. Mm -hmm. However, I avoid seed oils when I can. I source my meat well. I go to the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. You know, my life in general is pretty holistically healthy, mm -hmm. I would say. 
Botox and filler, I would love to learn more and maybe have an expert on the show mm. to see what's actually happening inside mm -hmm. our bodies. I'm sure we don't have enough long-term data to know yet. However, with my job and how often I'm on camera and just to live the life I weigh out the way I want, I want to have a little Botox. I want to have a little filler. Perhaps I'm leaking toxins into my body, but I'm <laughs> fighting it with all the other things I do. There you go. It's not about being perfect. It's about finding the right balance and what works for you. And mm -hmm. yes, I feel like that's a great message that you share on the show is like, you do not have to follow every single expert that we have on. Like, Thank you do you. not. Thank it's you. all about learning and implementing the certain parts of it that even after you had Paul on, I was like, you know what? I should probably eat a little more protein every meal. Am I on a fruit carnivore diet? No, I am not. As much as Mari tells me I should try it because <laughs> I guess it really helps with like skin stuff and asthma, which I have, unfortunately. I think that's such yeah. a good point. And also not every expert I bring on is someone I agree with 100%, right? Like mm -hmm. I think there's this assumption that when I bring someone on, I'm taking everything they say and mm -hmm. doing it and I agree yeah. 100%. We're all just here to learn and yeah. do what makes us feel best. So yeah. love that. Preach. Okay, let's pick another question for you, girl. Okay, we got asked this a whole bunch of times and I think it's actually a great question and applies not just to you and me, but to anyone listening who may compare themselves to others. How do you avoid comparing your wellness journey to mine? And do you feel any pressure to keep up with wellness trends because you work with me and Bloom? That is a great question. It's funny. I feel like since I started working with you, even like friends have kind of asked me that. Like, do you feel a pressure? Because it's also on the outside, they only see like social media. You know what I mean? They don't know you. They don't know our relationship. They don't know all the ins and outs. So it's I, I get why they would think that. You know, I think overall, since I've started with you, I have adapted so many more healthy lifestyle trends into my life. Not trends even, I want to say, but like the drinking more water, the making sure I'm getting protein in, you know, trying to move my body daily. You're all about getting steps, like evening walks with my dog, nothing crazy. But like, I've definitely become more aware of it. But I actually think I, since, you know, coming into this space and working with you, I think I've adapted a more balanced approach to everything. You know, in the past, I'd had kind of eating disorder tendencies and would really go one way and then the other. It's funny, I was gonna mention this, like I currently feel not lost, but like kind of just, like I'm just chilling, if that makes sense. Like I do a workouts here and there, like I'm eating well, but I'm not restricting like crazy or holding myself to like a six day gym routine. I'm just kind of like doing what feels good. I and feel like you're content. Sure. Yeah, but for some reason, because I kind of am like, type A perfectionist, I'm like, if I'm not following a regimen and eating a certain diet and doing X, Y, and Z, like I'm failing or I'm not doing the most I can. But recently I've kind of gotten to this mindset that like, that's not how it has to be. You don't have to be that way to reach your goals and, you know, be comfortable with yourself. I just was on a trip and like, I found myself in the gym. I went to the gym three times on a vacation trip. And was I like, going crazy absolutely not i did quick little circuit workouts little walk on the treadmill just move my body but like old me years ago i probably would have restricted restricted been on you know the treadmill for an hour a day eating 1200 calories up until the trip and then i would have been like drinking eating whatever not working out on the trip like mm -hmm. i would have been like this is my vacation and my time to like relax and now i'm like you know no like i'll have 
a Mai Tai on the beach and then I'll wake up the next morning and go do a little workout. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like I've really found this balance. And I think it just comes from really trying to change my mindset about this is where I got that quote that I actually shared and then you shared the other day. It was actually on Dr. Amen's page saying that you can't hate yourself into a version of yourself you love. And I love that quote because I think for a long time, I just thought, you know, I hate the way I look. And if I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll love the way I look. And that even led into my relationship. I was the girl that was like, I will not be in a relationship until I lose 15 pounds because no one wants me at, you know, this way. Like I have to wait till I'm, that is the silliest thing I've ever heard. And, you know, yeah, you can't hate yourself into a version of yourself you love. So try loving yourself into a version of yourself. Yeah, that I love, you love that. You know? I love that. And I feel like anytime you and I have traveled together, we do little workouts, yeah. we do walks here and there. It's way more of a lifestyle, it yes. feels like, than I think when I first met you, you had that yo-yo perception of like like a diet like yeah. it was always a diet yeah it wasn't a lifestyle and I feel and I don't want to speak for you yeah. but I I made a point of never preaching to you the way I thought you should live mm -hmm. and I give you advice here and there mm -hmm. like I, I have tried to help you with your immune system <laughs> specifically but you have I'm I want a nice vitamin regime oh yeah I put fee on a vitamin <laughs> regime because she was sick every two weeks and I was like we gotta I fix this sick every two weeks I think we learn things from each other like mm -hmm. I think you've helped me really embrace being less harsh on myself mm -hmm. because you talk me off the ledge a lot. And I used to be way more reliant on food and exercise mm -hmm. and this crazy regime. And now kind of like you're saying, I weight lift three to four times a week. I do Pilates, I mm -hmm. get my steps in. I don't panic anymore when mm -hmm. I fall off the diet or when I don't work out that day. Yeah. It's more just like I do it because it feels good. Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy to hear that you feel more balanced and I hope I've only been a positive influence yeah. on that. Back to kind of the original question, you've never like made me feel pressured. Right. Also at the end of the day, like Mari's body is Mari's body. <laughs> That's not my body. You know what I mean? Like everybody is so different. And when I found, when I came across Mari online and did her workout program stuff, yes, I was like finally like a, a taller girl who like lifts weights and like isn't five foot, no offense, with like a huge dump truck that I will never have. <laughs> You know, these like five foot girlies and you're like, you see the videos of them online and you're like, wow, like how does her body look like that? And then they're five foot. I'm like, okay, so it's all just like kind of. No, we're quad dominant into, over here. Yeah, we are quad dominant over here. But yeah, you've never made me feel pressured. And if anything, I feel like you've given me, you know, good kind of takeaways for me to implement in my own life, but never pressured me or made or made me ever like, you know, I'll have days where I'm like, Ugh, I feel chunky or like my, so my tummy and Mari will be like don't say that she will always say that you'll be like don't talk about yourself like that and I'm like oh okay <laughs> like so she's very like versus you know it's it's the industry that we're in and stuff but I think no, people probably think it's way more intense than it really is in terms of the workouts like yeah. if anything our, our work schedule is more intense than anything else yeah. yeah but yeah the balance it's good do you feel that having part of your brand connected to your body and your image has impacted your mental health? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Less so now, because I think a year or two ago or pretty much my whole career, the business, the brand, everything I did was pretty focused on me and the transformation. I obviously lost 90 pounds back then. And 
for a while, I think I noticed that my engagement was better. Our business did better when I was shredded. Like for a long time I had abs. I was super, super lean. And I never really struggled with eating disorders. I always had a pretty, pretty good relationship with food. I noticed that deteriorate for a little bit of time. And I think at that point, things were really getting to me. And I just felt really obsessed with the control I had when it came to food and eating Mm -hmm. and exercise. And it felt like if anything was out of line, like my career was over, Mm -hmm. people wouldn't respect me anymore. Oh, but I'm the girl that lost the weight. I'm the one that has Mm -hmm. everything together. I'm the hard worker. Like everything has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that did impact me for a while. And I want to say that here because I want to be honest about it. And it's part of the reason I've shifted my career to the podcast Mm -hmm. and having conversations like this because I think this is so much more me. Like this really feels in line with who I am. Mm -hmm. I really want to learn. I enjoy talking about nutrition. I love the science behind everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my why in life is to share and connect and add value to people's lives in any way that I can. Mm -hmm. And I specifically remember a trip I took to Italy. It was to Capri with Greg. And it was at a point where I feel like I was the most obsessed with food and exercise. Mm -hmm. And I went into it really lean. I was like training six, seven days a week. I remember that. For like an hour and 15 minutes, like beating myself to the ground. You were like exhausted. I remember a part, I think it was, oh, maybe that was like closer to the wedding and stuff. But like you Mm. were working out so hard. Yeah. And you were just, we just had so much going on. I feel like that was a really transformational time for Bloom and stuff too. And the team was growing. And I remember you were like exhausted. Well, I think when things are crazy at work, mm-hmm. my tendency is to try to control what you can, what I can. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let's be really, really clean. It was mm-hmm. never really about over restricting the food. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of eaten a decent amount. Yeah. Like I eat a lot, I would say. Yeah. Um, it was more like everything had to be really, really clean. And you I, were training crazy six days a week like you said for an hour crazy like hardcore i have a video of me on tiktok where i look just like emaciated and you can see everything yeah and i remember i went to capri and literally couldn't be present and enjoy the amazing food there because Mm -hmm. i was so in my head about everything i was like everything has dairy everything has gluten yeah what am i supposed to eat yeah i'm gonna be bloated after this yeah turns out five days into the vacation when i actually relaxed and just enjoyed myself Mm -hmm. i looked fine Mm -hmm. like i looked better than when i arrived yeah And now I'm so much less concerned with how I look. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get on this podcast every week, whether or not I have a breakout or I look like shit because I don't have a choice, first of all, like it's scheduled. Mm -hmm. I have to do it. But also it's not the most important part about this Mm -hmm. platform. The the point is to have a valuable conversation. So anyway, yes, it has impacted me. And I feel for anyone who is experiencing that because it's tough nowadays. I can't imagine being a young girl growing up with social media and how it is now we didn't have that when i was growing up so yeah it's hard to place all your value or what you felt like your value was like all in your appearance totally and like this whole brand just depends on your on if you had abs that day well for a while it did yeah and now we're at the point where people know bloom and have no idea who i am Mm -hmm. which is the goal right like we never want to create a business that's solely reliant on me that's not sustainable Mm -hmm. and you want a business where it exists on its own separately from a person. So yeah. yeah, I'm really, really proud of that. And I'm proud of our influencer program. And I also think that people care more about vulnerability and relatability now than anything else. Mm-hmm. So 
Well, I'm proud of you. Thanks, girl. And how far you've come. Appreciate that. It's been a journey. Also, before my wedding, I will say I had the flu and I lost 10 pounds oh, by accident. Oh, that was my fault too. Yeah, Fee I gave, gave Mari me the, the flu. flu. <laughs> you guys, I gave Mari and Greg, I think, the flu like two days before their wedding. But yeah. I ended up losing like 10 pounds by accident. Yeah. So she was looking... I was the smallest I've ever been. I was tiny. That wasn't your fault, though. That was, yeah. No, no, no. It was not intentional. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to ask you about fasting because you have been on a fasting journey. You've posted about fasting for different phases of the cycle. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your journey. Have you seen any benefits? Would you recommend it? So this is a pretty recent thing. I would say the last month or so I've been doing this and... I'd like looked into it in the past and was really actually against it. My boyfriend's been fasting for a couple months. He does like the 16-8 method. So I think he stops eating at like 8, starts eating at noon or so. And the whole time I was just, he kept being like, maybe you should try it. Like, I really like it. And I was like, women can't do that. Like, I have hormones and like, I'm going to be angry and whatever. Like, I was just like, women can't do that. And then Dr. Mindy Pels came on the show And she has a book called Fast Like a Girl. And it's all about fasting at different phases in your cycle. So I'm going to try to get this right. But basically, it's like day one through, I think, 19 or 20 or so, you can fast. There's different periods where, like, you shouldn't fast for more than, like, 15 hours. Like, there's, there's certain amounts, but, like, it's okay to fast. And then between day 19, 20 and your period starting, that's when you shouldn't. Which is funny, your body actually like intuitively kind of feels that. Like it's really hard for me to fast then when I'm at that part. So you won't fast on your period? I will. Mm. Like day one. So day one of your cycle is the first day you bleed. So I can fast through that time. So day one to like 20 or so. It's like, it's the time right before. That makes sense. Yeah. it's. I feel like that's when I'm my hungriest is right before. That's what I mean. It's like, it's really hard to. So I, I don't want to get it incorrect but I know there's like just the time around your ovulation all this stuff but I I've been following this diagram I found on TikTok and it's been really great and I find I'm thinking about food a lot less which is really weird because you think if you're like kind of restricting the period you're eating you'd be thinking about it more but yeah I think maybe because it's like I don't finish my workout I'm like okay I gotta get home and like make breakfast really fast to do this x y and z before I get to work I'm just thinking about it less and I've been Still eating kind of normally. That too, I was a little worried about like restricting and then binging when I was eating. But I haven't really noticed that. And to be honest, like I said, I just started it. I haven't seen like any crazy results or anything. But like I feel good and I'm giving it a try. Love it. Yeah. I've seen science on it basically saying it's more of like a mental thing for Mm -hmm. people. So if you're someone who has a hard time with overeating or just having like boundaries for yourself. Mm. If you time restrict, you can almost mentally give yourself that freedom in the morning. Like you may end up eating the same amount Mm -hmm. or possibly less because you just have less time to consume it. But Mm -hmm. it kind of, I can see how mentally it would help. Like while I was on my fitness journey, Mm I think fasting could have benefited me. I'm someone who wakes up starving, so Mm. I don't know if I could do it. But I don't see a problem with it. And I've also seen people do time-restricted eating so that they finish eating earlier. Because I know that that can really benefit sleep Mm -hmm. if you're not going to bed on a full stomach. But I think also you can change it based on your work schedule. 
you and I get here at nine, we're really mm -hmm. busy, probably is beneficial for you to wait till 12 yeah. because then you don't have to worry about squeezing that in in the morning. Yeah. Some people do eight to four, 10 to six, noon to eight, whatever works for their lifestyle. Um, Did you do on vacation? No, because I'm at that part of my, I actually timed it out perfectly. Like I was like on day 20. Oh, nice. Some days that we like kind of, well, actually like, but from the time I took off here in LA to got there, I think I had been fasting for like a long time with the time difference. I will use travel um, days as fasting yeah. days sometimes because I don't want to eat the plain food. Like yeah. I'd rather bring my own or yeah. eat when I get there. Yeah, I think overall it's just made me less snacky. I'm like, my thing is if I have like, and I kind of, you're saying the mental part of it, like, I do get like an all or nothing kind of thing. So if I have breakfast first thing, I'll get in the office. I'm like, oh, perfect. Now I can have like an iced coffee and like a protein bar. And then by the time I've had lunch, I've already had kind of had like mm. a couple snacks. And just that time I think then adds. So I don't know. I'm giving it a shot. Dr. Minnie Pell's made it seem, I was intrigued. Yeah, get the book so, everyone if yeah. you want to know more details. And maybe we can even post that diagram you're talking about on yeah. the Pal page for everyone. Yeah. It's a great idea. Great idea. All right. Now we're gonna get real controversial. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone wants the juice. Do you hate vegans? Or are you just, or just the plant-based trend? Longtime vegan fans want to know. So you have some vegan fans, which, aw, I'm a little surprised. Okay, relax. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hi vegans, <laughs> love you. No, I don't hate vegans. I have friends who are plant-based. Mm -hmm. I meet people all the time. Our guest yesterday was plant-based. Mm -hmm. Of course not. Like, that's never how I approach an interaction. I don't judge people based on their diet. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Me personally, the way I live my life, which I encourage all of you listening to live your life the way that makes you feel the best and the way you agree with. Mm -hmm. I feel my best when I have a lot of protein, high fat. I don't do great with a ton of carbs. I even struggle with a ton of fruit. And I focus on sourcing my meat from places that are treating the animals with care and are fed the right things. I mm -hmm. do not agree with the way animals are farmed in the US. I buy my meat from ranches, the farmer's market specifically, or white oak pastures, which I love. They keep their animals on large pastures eating only grass. So no, I don't hate vegans. I don't think it's a diet that I would ever be able to live by. And I do think a lot of the reasoning behind plant-based diets is skewed mm -hmm. and potentially not accurate. We had a farmer on the show recently who spoke about taking one animal's life versus when you pull crops from a field, you're basically killing millions of lives by spraying glyphosate. You're killing insects, mm. you're killing the ecosystem that may live off of certain things. The way farming is happening in general in America is mm -hmm. killing way more than it needs to. And that's happening yeah. with plants and animals. Mm -hmm. So if it's coming from a moral standpoint, I have mm -hmm. a hard time with that because mm -hmm. I think killing is happening no matter what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's more about getting your food from a place that it's being taken care of mm -hmm. and having animals and plants coexist rather than separating them. Mm -hmm. I have a very big problem with the food industry in America. I yeah. think it's so backwards. I think it's so money focused that we've just completely lost yeah. all morals. Like the consumer is not being taken care of. I could go on a whole tangent about this, but that's where I come from. And it's more about the system and the way people are being fed mm -hmm. in America that angers me and also the accessibility of it that yeah. angers me more than 
the person like the, yeah. someone being vegan doesn't bother me mm-hmm. at all like i think they're coming from a good place i'm sure um the same way i think i am i think the ideas can coexist mm-hmm. i'm also just have an issue with the food industry yeah on that note kind of a previous thing we talked about one more thing i wanted to add about working with mari and learning i never used to look at labels and i used to eat so much processed food i never even thought about it because it was just I don't know, it was like accessible at your fingertips. Like I would eat bags of chips and crackers, just anything, everything. And now I take a second and look at the label and half the time I'm shocked. And you know, sometimes I do, I'll have a protein bar that has whatever, X, Y, and Z in it, not the end of the day. Not the, that was not the right thing. Not the end of the world. Sorry. (laughs) You're trying to say the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's the the end of the world. Put Put the trust. Put the trust. (laughs) He always comes out with the quotes. No, I said that. I was like, that is not the no, right. No, but I, you know, I agree yeah. with you. I will occasionally have mm-hmm. a protein bar that probably isn't perfect. But mm-hmm. what I love about what you're saying is it's about what's going in your body. Mm-hmm. I think people would look at me and my brand and be like, oh, she's probably calorie obsessed. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. the things I eat are so calorie dense. Yeah. My sausages I have every morning. Do you know how many calories are in those? Like I'm pounding the calories. <laughs> I don't care about yeah. calories. I care about ingredients. ingredients. Yeah. Because I don't want to poison myself yeah. every day. I've become a lot more conscious of my ingredients. And then even like products. I now use like the primarily pure uh, deodorant and natural products I never would have considered. that. That's all I use now. Mm-hmm. I'm like terrified of toothpaste and like sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's things to think enemy. about. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's something I've implemented. All right. Next question for Fee. How do you balance going out and having a social life while being healthy? I think this kind of goes hand in hand with what I mentioned earlier. First, I'll say I have completely 180'd since, honestly, since I started working with you. When I first met Mari, granted, I was, you know, three years younger. I was single. I was in my L.A. girly era and I was going out a ton at least twice a week. And when I would, I would drink excessively, I would say. I think society just normalizes it. You know, when you're out at the Victorian or the bungalow on a weekend and everyone around you is just like pounding vodka sodas, you think that's normal. Like you really do. If you're not, you're like the odd one out. You know what I mean? Like there are occasional times where I've gotten like not drinking that night and everyone's like, what are you doing? And you feel crazy. So I was definitely doing that a lot. And then I just, as I've gotten older, I've just realized more and more, every time I did that, I just felt worse and worse. And I didn't like that I kept, that I would wake up on a Saturday and like not be able to go do the workout I wanted to do, or like felt just icky and I I didn't feel good. And and it kind of just would feel like a setback almost. And I was really trying to pursue like a healthier lifestyle. All that being said, I do still enjoy a cocktail here and there. I was just on that trip and I had a couple drinks each day, but I really like slow it down. I have waters in between. I'll make sure I've eaten. That's huge. I I know other girls probably do this. Like the in college, I wouldn't eat before I went out because I wanted to feel skinny. And that's a terrible idea, especially in college when you're probably binge drinking. So yeah, like I make sure I eat like normal. I'll, you know, maybe if I know I'm going to go out that night and indulge a little bit, I'll go on a longer walk with my dog. But I still have drinks and 
I was drinking all these crazy fruity drinks in Hawaii. I wasn't doing like just, you know, vodka sodas or anything. I was, yeah. So it's all about balance. What makes you feel good? I don't think there's anything wrong with like indulging here and there and living your life. And like you said, when you're in Capri, like nothing wrong with a little pasta and Aperol spritz. Mm-hmm. Like if you go there and you're not doing that, you're not enjoying yourself. You're I'm gonna, sorry. <laughs> you're going to look back and wish yeah. that you had. Yeah. I personally love my wine. Mm-hmm. I have like one yes. to two glasses pretty much every weekend. I'm obsessed with my mm-hmm. dry farm wines, mm-hmm. my orange wine. I really yeah. savor it and enjoy it. The purpose of it is different. Yeah. Like it's more about enjoying the glass, mm-hmm. being with friends. Yeah. I love having dinner at home. I just feel like you need to go with your intuition and feel what feels good for you. Like if going to a crowded bar and yelling over people doesn't feel good for you, Mm -hmm. try other things. Mm -hmm. Try doing a Pilates class with a friend. Try having your friends over for a chill game night. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many options and I feel like we feel pressured to do certain things because of social media or whatever. I think lean into what feels good for you and try to do more of that. I mean, sometimes I have weekends where I really don't want to see anyone. Yeah. Frankly, I get it. I just want to see my horse. Yeah. I could do that every week. Yeah. You know, and I've even dabbled in kind of little bursts of sobriety for a month or two. And it feels great. And I feel awesome. I think I started to do that a little more. And I was like, wow, I feel great. But then, you know, certain celebrations or things that I wanted to indulge. I did. Yeah. Feeling good. Also, just to add in terms of social life, I think really connecting with people has been such a big part of my healing journey, actually. I used to self-isolate a little bit when I was like in the depths of bloom and all the work I have. And I found connecting with other people really healing. Yeah. Well, I become your ranch hand when you move to a farm. Why would someone ask that? Why wouldn't they ask that? I feel like it's rude. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. I'm ready <laughs> to be a ranch hand. No, I mean, one time I brought Fee to the barn with me and she was like helping me. What were you doing? Like shoveling hay? No, I was washing a horse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Mar disappeared. And she comes back. I'm literally like in the stall giving this horse, horse a bath. Yeah, she has the hose and she's like fully washing a horse. I think both of us, I envision a cute little life where we're mm. gathering vegetables and fruits and mm. tending to the chickens. And yeah. I feel like... You're not going to be my ranch hand. Like, no. Such a funny That's, We're going to do it together as friends yeah. uh, and hopefully continue this journey of our careers together and mm-hmm. see where this takes us. But Fee will not be my ranch hand. She will be my ranch friend. We'll have ranches next to each other. That, I love how you say ranch the way I do. Ranch, I know. Ranch. 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 Oh, when I first met, we were talking about ranch dressing when I first met Mari. She was like, oh, ranch dressing? I was like, <laughs> Excuse me? It's ranch? The, I get ranch? roasted for that. I mean, ranch. it really does sound quite different. A ranch. But um, I, yeah, hopefully we'll have farms next to each other. That's really the goal. We've been talking about farms a lot. I get farm TikToks now. I'm turning into you. It's all I get. I got this TikTok of this woman showing you how to hide the netting of a chicken coop oh. by painting it a certain color. I was like, send me that. I know. I was like, that is a good tip. We also have a, f- a chicken it. plug. We have a chicken plug. Farmer Paul Farmer told Paul's us he'll bring us, us our chickens. chickens. So... I can't wait. Just wait, guys. Oh, in Hawaii, there's chickens everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. Chickens. Oh, my gosh. It was it was amazing. That's they were cool. everywhere. That's really cool. Yeah. It made me excited for our farm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you done the infamous poop test yet? All right. So I have not done the one Mari, the specific one Mari has done. But I did do one recently with another brand. I, ha- I don't have the results back yet. It's like so long. What brand? Uh, what did I do? Thorn. Thorn has one. Um, Wait, so hold on. What did you have to do with the poop then? 
So <laughs> we're going to get into the details. So they give you a whole little kit. Theirs is actually different. They give you a wipe. It's a little like, it's, it looks like plastic actually, but you just wipe the way you would with toilet paper, but you use this little dissolvable wipe. You wipe and then you put it in this little cup and you twist the lid and pop this little button and you shake it. And you shake it and the wipe dissolves. Wow, that's so much better than what I Yeah, did. I know. Yours is like a little oh tra- more traumatic. God. I know. Well, so Mari had, you know, I understood the instructions of Mari's. So when I got this one, I was a little terrified. And then I opened it and it's like, oh, just wipe as you normally would and put it in this little cup. So that's like cute. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe not cute, but a little more. <laughs> Mine is a like little, a little traumatizing. Like, yeah, yours, yeah, yours is I, I just did another one and it was just as bad. You like, you feel weird about, about yourself Mari's, the whole day. They give you this little tray that looks like it would hold French fries. Like, you know, when you're at the beach and you get a little tray, like a little tray it's of French exactly. fries. Exactly. But it's not French fries. <laughs> it's a ca- it's a cafeteria tray. <laughs> yes. That looks like a little side would be in, but it's not, fr- it's not French fries. So oh, I, I, think, I think that's a little, little traumatizing. But so I sent this test away like a month ago and it said five to six weeks for results. So hmm. I'm very excited. We'll see. I've heard good things about this test. I knew a couple other people that did this one. Is it so one we'll that you see. can just order online for people listening? Yes. Yes. Okay. That too. So I know Mari's tests all her hormone test stuff she's done is usually through like a, a naturopath that has to order it specifically for you. This one I've done like a food sensitivity test through Everlywell and I also did a hormone test through them. And then yeah, Thorne offers a gut test. Nice. So we'll see. I'm so excited to see my results. <laughs> I can't wait to share them with you. Yeah. We'll have to do a round yeah, two. Yeah, there's definitely something going on. But I feel like so many women deal with issues. Yeah, like you that. definitely have gut issues because you yeah. always get painful. Yeah, like, I just always have issues. Stomach problems. Yeah, and bloating. Okay, guys, we're going to move on to questions that were for both of us. So let's start with our favorite forms of movement and what feels best for us right now. I mean, I think like we talked about before, kind of switching it up for me, mm-hmm. weights, Pilates and walking and horseback mm-hmm. riding. I've been doing all three of those besides minus the last one. Except nice. Mari did take me horseback riding. I got on both. I did a very good job. Yeah, you slayed. Yeah. I was surprised. I actually loved it. Yeah. Like, I really want to do it again sometime. Oh, come back. Yeah. I was a sweetheart. But yeah, I've been implementing, I probably three days a week are weight training now, Pilates once a week, and then just walking. Love yeah. it. Oh, I've been doing um, some cycling too. I love my cycling. Oh yeah, you've been doing soul cycling. I know. That was something I did right when I moved to LA and then I stopped for a long time. But I just think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like I get on that bike. Also, I do all the um, themed rides. So like my first one was a Jonas Brothers One Direction ride. They like peg all these people against each other. It's like Taylor Swift versus Kanye West. Like it's really controversial, but it's fun. And like I just sing and like it's it's great because like everyone that does those classes obviously is like fans. So like you are riding, you're singing. It's so much fun. I can see you doing that. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said about your exercise being fun. Yeah. I look forward to it. Right. It yeah. doesn't have to be this like daunting activity. Yeah. It can be enjoyable. Yeah. I think that's really important. It doesn't have to be like so intense yeah. all the time. I love a little intense vibe yeah. every now and again. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Remember I took a little break kind of from the gym. Mm. I'd gotten a little burnt out. And so I was kind of just doing like some workouts at home, light weights and stuff. And I missed lifting. Yeah. I literally, this sounds so weird. I was like dreaming of doing lat pull downs and I missed how I felt doing them. That sounds so funny, but like 
I started to be like, I miss feeling like strong. Yeah. Like I, I, I literally missed the motion. I was like, I really want to go to the gym and do some lap pull downs. That's and the I started doing it again, and and I feel amazing. That's the benefit so, of taking a break. Yeah. I think is that you, it you re- like miss it. Yeah, you get, it, you get a little inkling. Refreshes the yeah. passion. Yeah. Some of the best motivational advice you've been given that has pushed you through periods of struggle or discouragement. That's a nice one. <laughs> That's hard. I know. For me, I just think of it in a business sense because we are currently going through something quite challenging as we do quite frequently. I mean, in in business, it's very up and down. You can have the best day ever and then the worst day ever the mm-hmm. next day. I love Alex Homozi and he said, this is what hard feels like. Mm, that's a good one. And I know that's kind of simple. It might sound silly, but like, this isn't supposed to be easy, right? Like if you want to be at the top and you want to be the best, mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be easy. This is what hard feels like. Mm-hmm. I kind of view it in more of a long-term sense when I'm thinking about this period of our life. If we can make it through this, mm-hmm. we're going to look back and be like, wow, thank God we pushed through that because now yeah. we're here. And I could say that about a hundred things about this business journey. Like mm-hmm. even at the beginning, mistakes were made, days happened where we thought we weren't going to make it through, mm-hmm. sellouts, restocks, you know, I could list any number of issues and we pushed through every single one and became better because of it. And that applies to my fitness journey, my business journey, my mm-hmm. life. I mean, when I hit rock bottom, I really thought that I wasn't going to make it out alive so every time i hit a rough patch this is what hard feels like Mm -hmm. you knew it wouldn't be easy that's what gets me through yeah i love that what gets you through a hard time i guess like trusting put the trust trusting myself like just knowing that i will get through it that i've gotten through hard things before and -hmm. that i can get through it again yeah and uh oh this too shall pass Mm. there you go anything you're going through It'll, it'll pass. I even have started to realize when I'm like feeling so good, when like everything in my life is going to plan, I have really started to take the time to acknowledge that because I'm like, this is not going to last. Something will happen tomorrow and it's not going to last. And then I'm going to be so mad. Even if it's like, I, I get sick. You're like, oh, I didn't take for, like I took for granted all those months that I felt great. You know what I mean? It's just little things like that even. So Yeah. I love that. I think that there's so much to that. Mm -hmm. Leaning into those times where it really feels like everything's going well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like something's going to happen. Life happens. Shit happens, you know. And I think remembering that things will go back to the way they were. Mm -hmm. But also holding on to the good things even when bad things are happening. Yeah. Like not letting it consume every piece of you is important. Things can be good and bad at the same time. Yeah. I think it's important to like every day kind of look around you and just like even try to find those small bits of happiness in your day. Dr. Amen talked about this too. Like at the end of the night, he said he would like think about one thing that day that like made him happy or something like just like the good bits of the day, even if the day was awful. There's something in your day that happened that was positive or put a smile on your face. When I I was just on a boat the other day on the coast of Hawaii and I had like a perfect moment. My mom calls them that. It's actually really corny. Kathy will go, I'm having a perfect moment. And it's and I like laugh at her when she says that because I'm like, mom, you're so corny. But 
like we'll be just all sitting together like having a meal after we haven't seen each other and she'll be like I'm having a perfect moment we could literally be like eating takeout doing whatever and I'm like and I laugh at her but she like I leaned over to Kenny and I was like I'm having a perfect moment Harry Styles was playing we're on this boat I was just like happy I and I really that. took that in it sounds so silly I closed my eyes and I was like okay like I'm good you know, I'm having a perfect moment. Yeah, I want to do that now. It's 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 really nice, and it just like I said, it could be the silliest little thing. You could be eating your lunch, and you just had a really good bite, and you're like, "That was really good. That was a perfect I'm moment." I'm having a perfect moment. Yeah. You know what I always say? This is a core memory. Yeah. Like the other day, I was on the beach with Lulu, Greg, and Arnold, <laughs> and they were just running together, and yeah. I was like, "This is yeah. a core memory." And those things, I think, help you get through the tough times. Mm. You know what I mean? When things are not going to plan or things have changed and just think about those little moments and help you get you through it because they'll happen again. Not to be doom and gloom, but something will go wrong. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's end on this question. What do you hope to see for each other in the next six months, five years, 10 years? Pretty big question. Yeah, it's a lot. That's hard because I don't really think that far ahead. But let's say six months I know you want to buy a house mm-hmm. or find somewhere that's like a permanent place for you mm-hmm. with a yard for Benny that would be lovely five years I know you really want to get married we actually found your ring the other day it's lovely it's beautiful it's beautiful it's massive it's very expensive <laughs> it's highly expensive but somehow I was like oh that's like very normal she I did was, little, it's perfect I did a little research after that was not normal no I think we were being Delulu that day we really were. We were being. We were like, I was like oh, Mari, this is the I love one. this ring. Mari's like, should I just buy it for you? I was like, maybe. <laughs> Fee's mom goes, you're going to have to marry Mari if you want that ring. Yeah, I said her that. And that's what she said. I was crying. Told me and I was like, yeah, up. let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. Honestly. I want you to have that ring. Uh, Thank you. So, yeah, married. I know you want kids. So, perhaps you're pregnant in five yeah. years. Perhaps. Yeah. 10 years, the farm farm i hope we're on the farm i hope our life is a bit more peaceful maybe mm-hmm. we're probably in our mum eras mm-hmm. still hot though working out still look cute you know vibing living our best lives going to the gym still maybe you have a horse too yeah a, a, a barbie <laughs> pony barbie i want a little blonde one yeah yeah yeah. i'm drawn to the blonde, blonde ones one. i just hope that you're happy thank you and content in your life thank at you. that point Okay, my turn. Okay, six months. I would love for you to have a little baby on the way (laughs) in six months. Maybe just be somewhere in the process in six months, but we'll see. And then just, you know, continue bloom, taking off. Mm -hmm. Would love to see that. Five years. That's an interesting one. I think a lot could happen in five years for you, like personally and business-wise. I'm interested to see where Bloom's at in five years. Mm -hmm. We'll see. And then personally, I hope you have at least like two little Lavecchia munchkins running around, maybe more if you're feeling crazy. I would love for you to have a beautiful home somewhere that you feel like is home to you. Big lawn for Lulu and Arnold. Land. And definitely, definitely a barn or two. Acreage. With lots of, lots of chickens. And then 10 years. Oh, yeah. Full-blown ranch. We're living our best lives. The simple life. No one's seen yeah. me in 10 years. Yeah, no one's seen us in 10 years. We're just little farm goblins. 
at that point. So, oh, yeah. goblins. <laughs> well, with yeah. that said, Fee, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. That was so much fun. I Guys, always love doing this. I know you love when Fee comes on. We love the girl chats, a little bit more conversational, a bit more chill. I really hope you enjoyed. Just a reminder to subscribe. We post episodes every single Monday. Leave a review if you enjoyed it. And we love you guys. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Go comment on my last Instagram at Mari Llewellyn with the guest you want to see next. I'll be picking one person from the comments to send our bloom greens to. Make sure you hit follow so you never miss my weekly episodes. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to share and leave a review. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.